Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Christian Apologist Podcast. I am so glad that you could join us today. You know, today I just want to talk about how when did loving someone become associated with agreeing with them on everything they say, believe, or do? I mean, so basically to show someone that you love them, you have to agree with everything they say and do. And if you do not, you're full of hate. I mean, in today's society, it's almost a law. And some things actually have become law. And if you speak out against what others say and do, I mean, you can actually face criminal charges. So how did we get to the point that having a difference of opinions or a different views label someone as having a phobia or even hate speech? I mean, everywhere we look, people are getting banned from one social media platform or another because their worldly view doesn't agree with someone else's. I mean, we can blame political parties all day long, we can blame each other, but the true enemy, the true enemy is the one not seen with human eyes, just like the Bible says that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the spirituality of this world. So loving someone shouldn't be all about just agreements. That's not what it should be about. The most hated people in the United States right now, do you know who it is? It is the Christians. See, Christians who stand up, stand out, speak up, and speak out for God are labeled as bigots, haters, and enemies of the human species, of the entire species. You see, when Christians speak out about like transgenders, homosexuality, sexual immorality, and abortion, and things like that, we are basically become like walking targets with giant bullseyes painted on our backs. Now, I do agree that some Christians like to attack certain people in certain groups, and I do agree that those people are in the wrong. It is not a Christian's place to attack others for the sins that they are dealing with. I mean, we are all dealing with our own sins. Jesus never once attacked anyone, but he did speak the truth with sympathy, empathy, kindness, gentleness, and love. And now people still hated him, and they tried killing him multiple times, in which they obviously achieved towards the end of the Bible, or towards the end of the gospel, sorry. But it wasn't for the way he was saying it. It is because he spoke the truth, and the people who are filthy are the ones who wanted to silence him. Now, Christians seem to focus on things such as homosexuality, but yet they are much quieter when it comes to divorce or adultery. Now, why is that? I mean, sexual immorality is sexual immorality. Don't pinpoint just sin that you're uncomfortable with or the sin that isn't in your own personal life. That is wrong. See, when Christians speak out about what God calls a sin, it shouldn't be in a form of a judgment, but as an act of love. When speaking out about what the world calls good, but is actually evil in the sight of the Lord, it should be done as if you're trying to save a loved one's life from drowning. Christians should not be trying to hold someone down, but they should be reaching out their hand to help people up. But speaking what's on your mind should never be censored or muted like it is in today's society. So why is society today see it as if I say what is wrong and it shouldn't be allowed, and yet the people that I say it to act out and cause physical or structural damage And they say, that's okay, but what I say is wrong. 
I mean, whatever happened to sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I mean, whatever happened to some of these old sayings that I grew up in, and they were the truth. And honestly, when we were kids, we thought those were stupid sayings. But now, in today's society, I'm seeing that obviously we should have kept that saying going for many more years to come because people literally get so offended by what someone says that they have to mute them, shut them down, or point them out to be some kind of hate person. I mean, if you don't agree with something Christians say, that's okay, then don't agree with it. I'm not trying to force you to agree with what God says is right and wrong, so don't try to force me or any of us to agree with what man says is right and wrong. I mean, honestly, if I did not love you, then I wouldn't be telling you what the Word of God says and hopes you come to know Jesus Christ for yourself, that you would have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't be trying to share his love towards you. Now, if you think Biden should be president, and I believe Trump should be president, honestly, that's just my point of view, it shouldn't result in name-calling or yelling or shouting or riots or raids and violence of any kind. The presidency isn't what's going to change America. Now, let me repeat that. The presidency, whoever it is in the presidency or in Congress or a senator or a governor or any kind of government office, they are not going to be the ones to bring change to America. Americans are what's going to change America. You and I are what is going to change America and is what is going to make America a great nation. See, now when we stop looking towards that one man or that one woman to make America the greatest nation in the world and start looking to the one who created this great nation and the entire universe, that being God, then America will once again become a nation that's under God's protection and full of God's blessings. Every single president and every government official have this ideology that I will make this city better, that I will make this state better, that I will make this country better, and yet we are failing drastically. And if you don't believe me, just turn on the news at any given time and you will see it. And it's only going to get worse and we are only going to become more divided. And what did the Bible tell us? What did Jesus teach us? That a nation divided against itself will not stand. We will not stand. We will not make it go in this route. It doesn't matter who is in the presidency seat. Now, why is that? Is it because that all these people are bad people? Like Joe Biden, he's a bad person? No, I'm not claiming this. It's because they are trying to put themselves, though, into a position that only God can heal, fix, and restore. See, people need to stop putting the I in any of it and put God in it instead. When Americans realize that we, the Americans, are broken and we are the ones responsible for the way America is turning out, maybe then, and only then, can we repent of our sins, ask God to come back and heal us and to heal this nation. But time is running out. See, no, I'm, now I'm not one of those people that are into the world time setters, but I do know that as gracious, loving, and forgiving as God is, He is also a God of wrath and injustice, 
and everything has its time. The day of Noah had its time, Sodom and Gomorrah had its time, and America and the world will have its time. Silencing Americans because they don't fit into your beliefs or your agenda is ridiculous, and to put it bluntly, it's very, very childish. Guys, we are going to take a quick break, give a shout out to our sponsor. Stay tuned as we can keep looking into why is it that if we speak the truth through the Bible, we are hated and we are people that are full of hate and we have to be silenced and what started this and what we can do about it. Stay tuned. Be back in two minutes. Hey guys, thanks for staying with us through the brief little intermission to give a shout out to our sponsors. So where we left off was how it's very childish for people to silence somebody else. And I'm not talking about just Christians or conservatives. I'm talking about anybody being silenced. Nobody should be silenced for what and how they believe. What's even worse than that is a lot of Christians are keeping their mouths shut. And even preachers are starting to preach a watered down gospel. And all I can say is shame, shame on all of you. People like to quote how loving, kind, understanding, and gentle Jesus was, and that's how we should be, but has everyone forgot that Jesus also stood up for what was right in the sight of God to everyone, including the government, including the citizens, and was beaten, tortured, and ultimately died on a cross because he wouldn't keep his mouth shut or bow down to what the world said was right, or what the world said what he should be doing or ought to be doing? See, when did the idea of love mean you have to agree? See, when my kids were teenagers, they didn't think I loved them because I have set rules for them, some boundaries. Now, should I have just agreed with them on any and everything to show them that I did love them? And if you agree with that, you do not need to be a parent because that is absolutely absurd. I mean, to all the people who claim that Christians aren't loving because they don't agree with your view or to, to people being silenced because of their own beliefs, how is that even loving? I mean, how is it? That people can claim to be loving and rational, yet the minute someone disagrees with them, they want to silence them. How is that loving? Please, somebody tell me. Send me an email at richard at org. Tell me how it is loving to silence someone because you don't agree with what they have to say. If you don't believe that Jesus was who he said he was, now that's between you and God. But I do implore you to read the scripture, study the scripture, and follow the evidence to where it leads. But you can't read the New Testament and not see that this world is headed exactly where God said it was going to go. Now, do I believe there's anything that we can do to change the outcome in the book of Revelation? No. Now, why is that? Because God has already seen the beginning to the end. He already knows how it's going to end. He lives outside the realm of time. It's like you and a buddy trying to watch watching a TV series for many years, and now the season finale is finally here, and your buddy watches it without you because you're at work, and he calls to tell you how it ends. Now, although you know how it ends, you want to watch it anyways, and just because you know how it ends isn't going to change any way that it ends. And it's the same with God in the Bible. So why am I bothering trying to change the results of the world right now? Well, we're not. Even though we can't change how the world will end, we can change our lives. We can help lead others to Christ, and we can continue to speak up for God. If what Christians say isn't true, now hear me out, for all those that want to silence all the Christians, 
If what us Christians say isn't true, if it is hate speech and all kinds of different phobias, then why not let us say what we want to say and the truth and time will either prove that we are liars or that we serve the wrong God. Or the final one is we've been telling the truth the whole time. To silence someone, though, is the same as saying you know it's true, but you're guilty of what they're claiming. That's pretty much what I get when people try to silence other people. Has anyone other than me noticed that Christians are the majority of the people that are being silenced? No other religion is being silenced as much as Christians are. Now, why is that? Why is it that I can say homosexuality is a sin and I'm silenced? I'm called a homophobic. I'm labeled as someone who hates gays. Yet we can have other religions and non-believers causing physical harm to people, murdering, slaughtering animals, causing property damage. And they are somehow the victims of what I said or what the Christians said. When did what one person says become the one to blame for somebody else's reactions? That makes no sense. I promise you this. If you and a buddy are trying to get are getting into an argument and you are saying some very, very hurtful things to him, things that might not even be true, guess what? The cops come, nobody gets arrested. But the minute he hits you, you get arrested. Now, why is that? Or he gets arrested. Now, why is that? Because physical assault, even the courts recognize that a physical assault is different than someone just saying things to you that might hurt your feelings. All I can say is, why not allow people to say what they want to say? And if it's true, it'll come to light. And if it isn't true, guess what? It will dissolve as fast as it came. This is what America needs. America needs a revival. Christian Americans need not to be silent in fear of being silenced. You need to stand up, stand out, speak up, and speak out as much as you can about what God says is wrong and right, not in fear of what's going to happen. Do not be in fear of being shamed, ostracized, called names, fired from your job, or even arrested. America needs to turn from her sins, turn back to God, and all we can do is pray that it isn't too late. Now, the reason this country is in the shape that it's in is because of Christians. Yeah, you might not like the, what I just said, but the reason this country is in the, way, the shape that it's in is because of Christians, but not in the way that you were thinking. See, Christians haven't, have been silent for far too long. That's what's wrong with America. For way too long, Christians have put their heads down, kept their mouths shut, and locked themselves into their churches, leaving God inside the church. See, instead, Christians need to be outspoken, and they need to be speaking up for what God calls right and what God calls sin. Christians have been remaining silent in fear of the world attacking them for far too long. Christians, if you can hear me, you are not called to be silent. Christians aren't called to fear the world. Jesus tells us this. We are called to be bold and to be the voice of God. If Christians would have stayed involved in politics and worldly issues instead of hiding from them and staying to themselves, America would be in a much, much better shape than what it is now. We've allowed the world to threaten and intimidate us into keeping God to ourselves, and that's exactly what we've done, and we do not need to do it anymore. And now the church is starting to pop their heads out 
and they're like wondering, what happened? I mean, how did we become a nation full of atheists and false gods? Well, we shouldn't be asking how someone doesn't believe in God when we are the ones who are supposed to be spreading the gospel, but instead have been hiding and remaining silent. All I can say to us is shame on all of us Christians. I'm not just pinpointing one, I'm pinpointing all of Christians as a whole. We Christians point fingers at homosexuals in silence, if not to in, in silence, if not agree to couples getting no fault divorces or committing adultery. Sexual immorality is sexual immorality. Did you hear that? There is no difference in gay homosexuality or transgenderism and people getting divorced with no-fault divorces or having adultery affairs. The minute we kept silence and allowed the court systems to let people divorce for no reason at all, we just silently told the world that marriage is not a sacred bond between woman, a man, and God. That's right. We are the ones that remain silent, and we are the ones that basically just told everyone that marriage is not a sacred deal. And now... Now, all of a sudden, we want to shake our heads when homosexual couples are allowed to marry. Oh, now we want to speak up and say that marriage is sacred, but we don't speak up to no-fault divorces. You know, Christians have failed. We have failed, but due to God's grace and mercy, just because we have failed as Christians and Americans doesn't mean it's too late to repent and start doing what's right. We have a duty not only to God, but to our children, our grandchildren, and this country. And don't allow people to silence you by pointing a finger and saying you're judging, and the Bible says, do not judge. Don't allow people to misquote what the Bible says to silence you. Don't allow that. Jesus actually tells us to judge, but he shows us how to judge in Matthew 7, 5, when he says, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. See, if you read that verse carefully, Jesus is saying, before you judge someone, be sure you're not committing the same sin. It's okay to judge someone. Just don't judge them for committing the same sin that you're committed in right now. He also says in 7.2 of Matthew, For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, what Jesus is saying is if you judge people unjustly, you too will be judged in the same way. But if you judge people justly, you too will be judged justly. See, in the actual verse where it says, do not judge, the Bible is claiming to not judge from a worldly perspective, but from a heavenly perspective. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 6, 3, it says, do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? So please, do not allow others to silence you. If you are calling what God calls a sin a sin, then it is not judging. And besides all that, the next time someone tells you to not judge, ask them, is that a judgment towards me? See, it's actually a self-defeating claim for people to tell you not to judge without passing a judgment on you. Do you see what I'm saying? See, we are Christians are responsible for the way America is headed. I'm not saying 100% responsible, but if we would have been speaking up this whole time, if we would have been leaving the church and talking to people about God, about Jesus, about the gospel, then we might not be in the position that we are in now. That's what I'm trying to get at. And I'm also trying to say that 
for all those that are Christians or non-Christians, but you are all part of the let's silence them if they say, well, we don't like movement. All I can say is shame on you. If what we are saying is false and if it is not true, then it will blow away like a feather in the wind. But if it is true, then you will be condemned for what we are telling you. You will be held responsible because you do know the truth, for we have told you the truth. By us Christians not telling the truth and remaining silent, that is something that we are going to have to deal with when we face God one-on-one. He's going to ask us why we didn't speak up for Him. He's going to ask us why we remained silent. And if you mention fear, well, more than likely, He's just going to quote the Bible where it says to not fear what the world can do, but be worried about he who can punish the soul and the body. Folks, that's about all the time we have for this week. Thank you for joining us. Now, let me ask you guys something. Whatever podcast network you choose to listen to, um, to listen to us on, and it allows you to give reviews or star ratings, please consider doing so. The more reviews and stars that we get, the more the networks push for our podcast to be heard by more people. I appreciate it very much if you do this. I thank you for all the ones that have done this and will do this. And until next week, stand up, stand out, speak up, speak out. Do not be silent, but do it with grace, mercy, and love. God bless.